Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Ashley Dargai, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you. All right, our scripture for this morning is Luke 13, 31 through 35. It is on the back of your bulletin if you'd like to follow along with us. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. And he said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In our Wholehearted Faith Sunday School class last week, we talked about people who made us feel loved in our childhood. And I had no idea what Jenny was going to talk about before this morning. So (laughs) the Holy Spirit, y'all. Um, So it's probably not surprising to you that the majority of people mentioned their grandmothers. I can think of quite a few grandmothers in this congregation, in this room, who cluck about their grandchicks, even if they live far away. I know lots about these grandkids, even though I may have never met them. The name Mary Pendry Chris Piercy's grandmother and a late matriarch of Azel Christian Church may elicit in some of you clear memories of working alongside her. Others of you may know her by name and stories alone, like myself. And others still will hear this name today for the first time, not realizing how her love and legacy still reach today to all who enter the doors. Such is the best of what a grandmother can be. My mother-in-law, a stalwart Hungarian woman who has endured so much hardship in her life and makes the meanest cinnamon rolls, greets my daughter, her granddaughter, each morning with doting utterances in a language I don't understand, wrapping her in a warmth that I hope that Annie carries for the rest of her life. Both of my grandmothers died this past year after contracting COVID. And I know I'm lucky 
to have had both of them for 31 years of my life. And I knew intellectually that they would not live forever. But there was a childlike sense deep in my heart that perhaps they would. Such is the best of what a grandmother can be. My paternal grandmother had been in poor health for a long time, and her time edged closer and closer until the telltale process of active death set in. And we said our farewells over months, and then days, and then hours. And my maternal grandmother left us much more quickly. We all rushed to say our goodbyes in disbelief, still struggling today to comprehend her absence. I am still my grandmother's grandchild, even though they have died. Just like so many of you are still the grandchildren of your grandparents, even as some of you are grandparents and great-grandparents yourself. And I know not every family member in our life gets to live as long as we wish they would or be as loving or kind as we wish they were or be present in the ways that we need them to be. I realize sometimes family members are the ones who can hurt us in the cruelest of ways and that familial hurt inflicted we have learned is often not a one-time <clears throat> occurrence, but rather a generational pattern, holding families in a fierce grip for a long time. I know that we don't all get memories that wrap us in warmth for the rest of our lives. And so with this truth in my hands, I cup it in between a posture of prayer, giving thanks for the grandmothers I know here, the mothering and the grandmothering and the auntie presences I encounter here every week. We give thanks for those for whom their cup overflows with love, for they spill over as they bump into us. We are splashed, sprinkled, baptized, if you will, by the cups brimming with care and compassion, filled by decades of communal love and faithfulness. For those whose parents gave them what they needed, and for those whose parent who parent in a way that buoys your children in love and hope, your cups are spilling over, and for that we give thanks. The mess that you are making, the mess of the cups and that your cups cannot contain is a salve for so many. So please come, keep bumping into us. For such is the best of what a grandmother can be, for such is the best of what a church can be. In our text today, we are out of the desert and facing Jerusalem, and Jesus is warned by some religious leaders that Herod is planning to kill him. And this is not mere hyperbole. Herod is from a family where murder is a casual pastime. His father, Herod the Great had murdered three of his sons, one of his wives, and one of his mothers-in-law, along with former friends and servants. And according to Matthew's gospel, he tried to kill Jesus before he was out of the cradle. Herod 
is one whose family was held in the death grip of trauma and harm. And though Jesus takes this warning seriously, he still intends to travel to Jerusalem. He must be on his way, he says. And he will go to Jerusalem not to escape death, but in order to die there. Today, he says, he is performing cures and casting out demons, and tomorrow he will do the same, and then he will go to Jerusalem knowing what awaits him there. But he doesn't go with a warrior's resolve. Instead, he goes with a weeping mother's heart. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? And you were not willing. Luke's gospel invites us to think of Jesus as a mother hen whose chicks don't want her. Though she stands with her wings wide open, offering belonging and shelter, Her children refuse to come to her. And Jesus knows what is waiting in Jerusalem. He knows the pulsing, violent undercurrent, the paranoid power structures, the misguided desire for revolution. And if the city of Jerusalem was filled with hardy souls, this would not be so dangerous. But unfortunately, the city is filled with little chicks, and at least one fox. And without a mother hen, some of those chicks have taken to following the fox around. And others are exposed to the elements and the dangers that lurk close by. If you have ever loved someone that you could not protect, then you understand the depth of Jesus' lament. All you can do is open your arms. You cannot make anyone walk into them. And this is the most vulnerable posture in the world, isn't it? Wings spread, chest exposed. The Gospel of Luke seems to say that this is the posture of fierce love. And the fact that Jesus uses this image, a hen who cannot fly, who cannot deliver a fatal wound with her beak, though wily, who can only sit on her eggs and cluck around her chicks, is noteworthy. I mean, the options for life become very clear in this comment by Jesus. You can live your life by licking your chops, or you can die protecting your chicks. And if the fox wants the chicks, he will have to kill the hen first. And he will. He'll sneak up on her one night while her babies are sleeping. And when her cry wakens them, they'll scatter. And she'll die the next day where everyone can see the image of her fierce love. Wings spread, chest exposed, no chicks beneath her feathers. How often have I desired to gather you, but you were not willing 
haunting refrain of love. A love so full that it spills over, even as it bumps into violence and fear. Even as it bumps into death. For such is the best of what love can be. I spent a lot of summer and sick days with my grandmothers. Some of my earliest memories are in their living rooms and in their kitchens, slurping bland potato soup, forgive me, Grandma, and rummaging through cabinets. And they had a lot of experience cleaning up the messes of their rambunctious grandchildren. And they would pull out a rag or tear off a paper towel and soak up spilled lemonade or spilled sweet tea, giving us a scolding while also trying not to grin. And I wonder about this act of soaking up what has been spilled, either by careless accident or because the cups are so full. We are all being poured out anyway poured out with not one drop left. And I wonder if a grandmother love, a mother hen love, an auntie love, is like a paper towel that soaks us up. It's a love that is not known through scholarly articles or theological treatises, but through dusting hands off on an apron and cleaning spaghetti off a toddler's face and cradling a sick child. It's the kind of love that spreads her wings and exposes her chest, ready to die to protect her chicks. If we have not learned how to love like that, and I would wager it is a frightening love to many of us, it is to me, perhaps we would let ourselves be loved like that. Perhaps we would be willing to be absorbed by all the paper towels in the hands of love bending to clean us up. Perhaps we could let ourselves be gathered by the mother hen Christ through the wrinkled hands and leathery feet of Christ's body. Perhaps we could nestle into the warmth of all the chicks nestled in together, realizing that we don't have to be out there alone or following a fox around. We could be loved here. Lent doesn't just tell the story of what was. It also tells the story of what could be. And we could be loved here, right now. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. 
Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.